This is Pissy Miles, and you're listening to Grizzly Kiki. It's the real thing. I love this It's my favorite podcast. I listen to it every day in the car. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Robert. And I'm Daniel. And joining us is Pissy Miles. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm wonderful. How are you? We're doing well. My goodness. I'm so excited to be joining you guys for this little uh, faraway dinner date. I just ordered some takeout. I got some curry. (gasps) I did. Um, I'm very excited to have my curry because uh, it is literally one of the only takeout items that is friendly to Weight Watchers. (laughs) So I am rolling in it right now. Just rolling in your curry? Rolling in the curry. Oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of um, what kind of curry kerning are you eating? Oh, my God. Curry kerning. Oh, my goodness. It's red curry kerning. Mm. What does that what does that what's the what is the significance of that? Like, what is the she's a uh, symbolic a, a Russian, born, <laughs> a Russian born Thai person, a Russian born Thai. You know, it's funny. I've been watching uh, a documentary literally like all day while I've been writing this show that goes up in two weeks. <laughs> it's um, it's colorized footage of um, like of, of like wartime footage from World War Two. And it's it has sent me into the most bizarre Internet rabbit holes that I have ever ever gone on in my life uh, so you're just sitting at home writing a christmas show watching yes. war footage watching people get blown up by bombers yes <laughs> that sounds like christmas so how uh, does, at my house at right least. how does that influence the show exactly uh the show got really dark oh. <laughs> it got real dark real quick I, it started off as a very jolly upbeat show and somehow became like Wartime at Christmas. Everyone's singing I'll Be Home for Christmas, but they won't because they're dead. <gasps> oh. I'm picturing um, trenches and barbed wire. But like there all, are a lot of trenches. Right? But all green and red. It's all a very, green and red. Yeah. It's a very festive uh, field of war. War field. Killing field. Whatever you call that. <laughs> oh my god. You know, you know what's um, funny? Did you see that video of the guy who made um, the Snoopy drone? And it's literally, it's Snoopy as the Red Baron and it flies around. It's Snoopy on top of his 
Oh, that's doghouse. So oh, it's adorable. Oh, it's Snoopy being Snoopy. <laughs> that song always makes me cry, and I don't know why. I know I'm jumping ahead and talking about Christmas music now, but um, the the Flight of the Red Baron or whatever it's called, the song that's literally about Snoopy. Uh, never like, song. you've mm-hmm. never heard this no. song. When you said the flight I... of the Baron, I thought of. No, no, she was not a communist. No. She was just a witch. <laughs> um... <laughs> she, uh, uh, that song. It's so sweet. You should look it up uh, tonight when we're when we're done. It's such a cute song and david laughs at me because it always makes me cry because the whole story is that like you know how on peanuts snoopy is always like the red baron and he's up there mm-hmm. uh trying to shoot down the other guy. i can't remember uh who the other or is, is snoopy shooting down the red baron i can't remember he's it's shooting it's, down uh, the red baron because the whole thing is like well from what i remember from being in you're a good man charlie brown in high school is that mm-hmm. the number ends with him like shaking his fist at the sky and being like red baron i'll get you next time type of thing yeah so he's he's like fighting he's like flying his plane and fighting with the red baron yeah. but then because it's a christmas song and the whole story is that like just when um snoopy like runs out of bullets and he's not going to win the red baron like forces him to land behind enemy lines and uh, they capture him, and, and Snoopy thinks he's done for. But then the Red Baron is like, it's it's Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friend. And they, like, they like make peace by, like, settling their differences and, like, having Christmas dinner. It's, like, the sweetest little song, and it always makes me cry. And David laughs at me. That's, as somebody who didn't really watch Peanuts all the time, mm-hmm. that's, ve- like, Peanuts went in very strange directions. I didn't even know. <laughs> well, I think this was an independently produced oh, song <laughs> I see. yes mm. all i remember are the, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> the i said that to a drunk person at one of my shows the other night i was like where are you from and they're like wah, wah, wah. i was like you sound like charlie brown's french teacher what the fuck are you talking about oh my. <laughs> and they were like wait you've never been to wah, 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 wah. it's just it's connectedy right <laughs> <laughs> A little further than Vassar. Where were the Peanuts <laughs> characters? Where were they located? Was there like a real location or? Just I like don't fiction? actually know. Hmm. I always imagined that it was somewhere in the Midwest. Hmm. Right? That makes sense. I mean, that's where they stick but everything. I know. Hmm. I know. Kind of. Hmm. Oh, Peanuts. Um, <laughs> so uh, what's what's going on with you other than, uh, you know, World War II footage or whatever you're watching? <laughs> <laughs> I, people are going to listen to this interview and think that I have literally lost my mind. They're like, Busy just sits at home and watches World War II footage and cries to Christmas songs. I mean, <laughs> wow. Well, you know, there's nothing like watching a good old, like, 10-part um, documentary on silent with Mariah Carey playing in the background. <gasps> <laughs> I'm actually going to try that tonight. I'm going to smoke a little and then just because David's not home. He's in uh, New Orleans right now. So uh, I'm just going to smoke a little, eat some curry, and and watch World War II footage on silent with uh, All I Want for Christmas is You playing in the background. Can you imagine oh the God. type of show you would write? <clears throat> oh, I think I just wrote it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you're, just, uh, yeah. you're just reenacting Mariah Carey's Christmas. That's what she does. <laughs> that actually is fairly plausible, I think. Um, I think that Mariah Carey probably does that every night. Ooh, mm, that's um, scary. 
Yeah. Well, and I've been okay. I've been, I've been just, I, I have been writing this, this show, uh, The Christmas Wish. It goes up December 22nd at the Triad Theater in New York City. Mm-hmm. At 9.30 p.m., you can get your, your tickets online at pissymiles.com. Um, and I, I have, I've been, I, that has taken up most of my time. I've, I've been writing and working on that song and doing a lot of the production. Mm-hmm. Sherry and I have been coming up with all kinds of, of sets and, and, uh props and and things like that it's actually probably the most intricate project i've ever produced myself um and i'm very excited about it i really think it's going to be a fun fun show so far what's written is a lot of fun we have a lot of um new parodies and things that are going into the show and even we have one mashup of of two songs that are going in uh so it's all brand new music uh, it's a totally scripted show, and it has been a huge undertaking, especially because we only had about a month of preparation mm-hmm. to do it. Um, but we're very, very excited, and uh, we're that has taken up a lot of my time. And then on top of it, um, my schedule's just been getting really, really <laughs> crazy, and I got sick this week, so that kind of threw me for a loop. But uh, mm. I've been doing okay. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're good, you know, good. <laughs> Um, I made Daniel watch Empire Records last night for the first time in his life. Can I tell you a little secret? Please. I've never seen it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Daniel's really? I'm going to tell you not to watch it. I was like, you didn't like it? Well, I, I think I was expecting Capitol Records. Mm. And I was Is like, that a different movie? Isn't it? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, are you thinking of... Um, um, Capital Records? What's what's that movie? What High Fidelity? Cadillac <laughs> Records? Cadillac Records. With it, Beyonce? Yeah, that movie. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I was like, I literally was Wait, like. Wait, hold on a second. So when I pulled it up on Netflix and you saw a room full of white people on the screen. I didn't see all the white people. You it somehow thought Beyonce. I'm going to put that on your gravestone one day, Daniel. <laughs> I didn't see all the white people. <laughs> It depends on how I die. You never know. <laughs> well, because with with my track record of getting stopped at airport security, that may be just what happens. Do you um, really? I, yes, I do. Yeah, he gets stopped. Yeah. It's Why? funny because I sail right through and then I see them take his ticket and just write a bunch of X's all over it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. Are you really I, an American? I, what do they think? They think you're going to bring a bomb on the plane in your Dooney Burke. Exactly. I am the like faggotiest terrorist in the world. (laughs) I will say as your um as your handbags have transitioned over to being like all female, Mm -hmm. they've stopped you less at the airport. I've noticed that. (laughs) Really? Yes. Yeah, really. Because that was only at the very beginning of our relationship. I was like, oh, they're definitely about to stop him. And then he started wearing like you know, leather handbags with like his initials monogrammed on the side, and they're just like, "Yeah, please continue." Yeah, like, they're like, "No, you have <laughs> that nothing. were hand embroidered." Yeah. yeah, like like the the most offensive thing I could have, and there's like Cody powder at this point. You know, <laughs> everyone's gonna get cancer uh, in forty years. Yeah, that my my favorite was when we went to DragCon and we were carrying a wig in a tote oh bag. My God. And everyone, like, all the security agents were like, look at the wig in the bag. It's really good. Look at the wig in the bag. Like, it's, I was just like, wow, you guys much, must not have much yeah. going on. But it Did is I true. tell you about this past drag con when I went to L.A.? How um, 
I at the time I was still using silicone breast forms. I've since switched to uh, foam. Ooh. But <clears throat> yeah, oh girl, do mm-hmm. it. It's so much better that's, on my back. That's what and we they use. don't fall out. Oh, nope. it's so much better. But at the time I was still using silicone breast forms, so the security devices would always register them as some kind of liquid. And so every time I went through security and my my luggage was overstuffed, so I had to put my undergarment, like my ditty bag where I keep like my tights and my, my, my breasts and things like that, I had to put it in my carry-on. And so every time I went through security, they would pull out my ditty bag and like pull out my boobs. One of them was like duct taped together because it was falling apart. <laughs> you should have seen the looks on people. It wasn't just the TSA agents. It was like the old woman traveling to someone to like her granddaughter's house. Like it was ridiculous. The looks <laughs> I got when they pulled two silicone titties out of my bag. I was like, well, here we go. I think the general reaction would be like, Oh my God, what happened to her titties? Like, <laughs> talk about war torn. I thought you were going to ask about the term ditty bag. Cause you look like you were tickled by it. <laughs> Oh, yes, Pissy's Diddy did tickle me a little bit. In my case, it's more like a titty bag. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it's like the Delicates bag that they have yeah, at like the Broadway like, theaters. Like, yeah, yeah, like those those like I, mesh baggies. Yeah. I love the term, though, a ditty bag. That's what we've always called them. Because, I, I mean, you know I grew up in the theater. And so, and so I, I've always heard them referred to as like ditty bags. And so that's what I've always called them. I would love to see behind stage, like, a bunch of frantic actors being like, have you seen my ditty bag? Where is my ditty bag? I mean, they're all running. where, oh, where is my ditty bag? (laughs) (laughs) I mean. That's going to be on your gravestone. Wow. (laughs) Where, where where is is my my ditty ditty bag? bag? (laughs) Where the hell is my chiffon? (laughs) Where the hell is my ditty? Um. <laughs> um. So, going back to the show that you're writing, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Where do you start out when you're writing a show like this? Uh, with this, it was, it was, it was hard. But I will say, you know, I, th- there's a project I've kind of been secretly working on for literally at this point years. Um, and it's called Life with Pissy. It's a web series that I've been writing kind of gradually and so I did have some experience with like script writing and formatting and outlining and and doing that which really did help a lot in this case Mm -hmm. um and that is not coming about anytime soon let me be clear on that one (laughs) still trying to figure out how to make that one happen but um really what happened was one night I got an email from the triad because I must have worked with them at some point years ago or someone who works for them because I got added to their email list and I got an email that was like we have all these dates available in December do you want one and I was like okay because Sherry and I had talked about writing a Christmas cabaret and I was like well why don't we go a step further and make it a full-fledged show so literally that night I had to decide was it worth it to reserve this theater and try and sell the tickets and so I sat down and said well what could this show be? And uh, one of the ideas that I had was, well, you know, if two queens are stuck at home on Christmas Eve, what would they wish for for Christmas? And and David was like, oh, that's a that's a good idea. I think you can do a lot with that. And so I literally sat down that night before I even wrote to the triad and 
outlined almost the entire show and and came up with uh, a song list and an outline for what I wanted the show to be that night. And then the next morning, I pitched it to Sherry, and she liked it. And so I wrote uh, I wrote I wrote out like a whole pitch and a marketing plan and everything and sent it to the triad and they they booked it. So I was like, well, I, here we go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was really one of the most bizarre things I've ever chosen to do. But I'm really glad that I did because this is kind of the the type of project I I really want to start mm-hmm. getting into is much more theatrical projects where pissy becomes more of a full-fledged character than than just this crazy drag queen in a bar. And I love doing my shows in, in my bars. I really, really, truly love doing my bar shows. But I, I would like to add some element of theater back into my in, into my career. So mm-hmm. that, this has just been a really fun project to get that started again. And um, I've, now the challenge is writing all the dialogue and stuff because then I had to go back and I was like, well, these are the songs I want. So I had to do arrangements for them and i wrote a new parody that we're doing a music video that's going to play during the show so we can do a costume change and like we have danny marandola is in the show he's doing um a song with us uh as a pizza boy and i won't delve too much into what that is but it is one of my favorite numbers in the show (laughs) Mm. um basically it's all the like i said the show is about all the things that drag queens would wish for these two specific drag queens would wish for (laughs) on (laughs) on uh on christmas eve as their christmas wishes and so obviously one of the things is food and danny gets roped in as part of that in a very Mm -hmm. strange way and i won't tell you how you'll just have to come see the show to find out how but it is i think one of the most topical funny songs in the show and I think um, I think it's it's a really really <laughs> fun fun thing. For the parodies, are you sticking to uh, like for the for the, uh, the original song? Are you sticking to Christmas music only? Or are you doing parodies of like all kinds of songs? Uh, they are all Christmas songs. I wanted to. I you know me. I love Christmas music. This yes. time of year is my very very favorite time of the year, and. I mean, I Christmas carol professionally this time of year with a group Mm -hmm. called the Yuletide Carolers. And I love, love, love Christmas music. So it was it was a real joy for me to do it with Christmas music. Um, And so I chose to kind of stick to that. There is one song that's actually part of a mashup that is not a Christmas song. Um, And it's from a musical called Cabaret. Uh, and I won't tell you exactly which song it is, but it is mashed up into a into a Christmas song that ended up. I I had this idea while I was riding in the car the other day. Um, I feel like I should just tell you what it. Should I just tell you what it is? Is it money, 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 or is it? No, it's not. Ladies, so, uh, it is two ladies. Okay. <laughs> of course it is. So I'm just gonna tell you, but I won't give you all the details. Okay. Basically, at some point. Uh, Pissy and Sherry decide that one of their Christmas wishes obviously should be food. So they order a pizza and the delivery boy shows up and he is very attractive. So their wish changes from food to boys. And we sing a mashup trying to get the pizza delivery boy to stay. We sing a mashup of Baby It's Cold Outside and Two Ladies from Cabaret. Oh my God. 
So um, you'll have to cut. Co- it's uh, there are some added lyrics. It's not a full parody. It's mostly the lyrics from those two songs. But there are some like there are a lot of bits that have been added, and uh, it's really going to be a lot of fun uh, when you see it staged. So I would say that's the that's the best little preview of what I can, what I can say this show is going to be. It's going to be completely ridiculous. I'm so excited. Well, we definitely have our tickets, so we can't wait. I'm very excited. I'm so excited you guys are coming I, to see it. I really think you'll uh, get a kick out of it. I was really inspired by by like Peach's Christ, the mm-hmm. way she puts on these amazing stage shows. That was something that uh, I was like, you know what? I would really love to do stuff like that. So it was kind of a, a mashup between Peach's Christ and Charles Bush, and somehow we ended up with what we've got. And I think it's going to be really great. <clears throat> I'm really excited. Like, I'm really, really excited to see that number mm-hmm. in particular because um, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I don't know if you want to give this away, but will there be live pizza eating on stage? Is that a thing that's uh, going to happen? Well, the number is still in the process of being choreographed, but <laughs> I can tell you. Oh, I don't. I don't want to give away too many of the jokes. I don't give. There is away. some stuff that has been written in that make it. Um, very unusual and topical to what's going on right now in the discussion of this song. Oh, yeah. okay, got it. I see yeah, that. I see. That. So there's there's gonna be some fun stuff that that happens. I would love a rhinestone pizza. A rhinestone pizza. It'll yeah. look like the pizza on Friends. Yeah. I was just having this discussion with with someone. I was talking to Jasmine Rice the other day, and someone else just posted it too because they were watching Friends on Netflix. I was like, the way you can tell Friends was not filmed in New York is when they eat pizza. Because you look at it and you're like, oh, that is not New York pizza. Mm. It's it's, it looks horrifyingly disgusting. <laughs> I've never, I never really paid attention to the pizza. I mean. Really? No, I've never paid attention to I feel like that's all I pay attention to. <laughs> well, if pizza's around, I'm looking at it. Uh, seriously, that's how I feel. <laughs> that's why that number of pizza and boys, it's like you don't really need anything else. Yeah, Daniel, what the fuck could go wrong? Daniel Jesus. likes to objectify pizza. I do. I, I'm right there with him. Yeah. I, I, you can put me down in the annals as having objectified mm-hmm. pizza. I haven't had pizza in three months. Girl, me is... neither. You've had pizza. Don't do that. Not pizza, pizza. I mean, pizza, pizza. pizza. And I haven't had pizza, pizza either. No, literally, no, not like, not like, you know, with wheat, with wheat, oh. with gluten. Can I tell you one of the jokes about the, the name of the pizza place and have you like take it out and not air it on the episode? Can you t- tell us on a break? <gasps> yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> uh, that Just is remind me it's about the name of the pizza place. Okay. Robert is like, shut up. Well, let's go to break uh, right now. <laughs> but before we do that, why don't you remind our listeners uh, the the name of the show, the date, and where they can buy tickets. Uh, the name of the show is The Christmas Wish, a theatrical drag romp. Um, it is going to be absolutely hysterical it is starring sherry pie and pissy miles two of your favorite new york city queens and uh it will be at the triad new york city which is actually uptown it's on the upper west side i'm very excited to be there because um i know and it's such a beautiful space i have you seen the pictures of this this space i have it's very very pretty it's absolutely gorgeous i'm very very excited about it um 
And the show is at 9.30. It's a Saturday, December 22nd. It's at 9.30 p.m. And you can get your tickets at bit.ly slash dragxmaswish. D-R-A-G-X-M-A-S wish. Um, and you can and also you can look also- in the show notes. We'll have a link there. Yeah, they'll be in the show notes. And you can get your tickets at pissymiles.com. You can get them all over the place. Go to any of my social media. You will see the link posted 600 times, I promise you. (laughs) (laughs) So get your tickets. And uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Christmas music. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. And we're back, Pissy Miles, and we're going to talk about Christmas songs. Oh, I love Christmas songs. I know I was saying it before, but I really, truly do love (laughs) Christmas songs. It's how you got your drag name, isn't it, though? It is how I got my drag name because of a fight. That's right. A fight about you you wanting to play Christmas music and David didn't want to listen to it. Well, because David is a Grinch and he thinks that, that we should never listen to Christmas music. But I'm the type of person where, like, literally, I mean, now that I have Sirius XM, they start uh their Christmas channels on like November 1st but back in the day you know before I had it literally the day after Thanksgiving 1067 would start playing Christmas music 24 mm-hmm. 7 and so I would listen to Christmas music 24 7 from the day after Thanksgiving until the day after Christmas and David is like I said a Grinch and did not want to mm-hmm. listen to Christmas music and Christmas day we were driving to my sister's house in my car because he didn't want to drive and i had christmas music on and he was like can we please listen to anything else and i was like david it's fucking christmas we have to i was like if it was any other day i might like i might be like okay fine whatever but it is christmas i'm listening to christmas music and so that started like a little thing it wasn't like a fight it was like a very jokey fight yeah and so there was this little disagreement going on and at that point he had shut down every drag name that i had come up with (laughs) and so he knew he would get my goat if he was like oh do you want to talk about your drag name and i had a friend who was producing missy pyle's cabaret show at joe's pub and so all I had been hearing was Missy Pile this, Missy Pile that. And so I was like, you know what? You're going to turn me into fucking pissy miles in a second. And he was like, I actually really like that one. And it stuck. It just became my name. There you go. I know. I she was born out of anger. <laughs> she died in it too. <laughs> wow. You love Christmas music so much that you, um, you're a professional caroler. I am. How did you get involved with that? Uh, this is another one of those moments where it was like passion just kind of led me to where I was supposed to go. Um, I went to college with a girl named Sandy who, uh, she was really amazing. She was in the graduate program when I was in the BFA program at Montclair State. And she was working with this group called the Yuletide Carolers. And every year I would say, I want to I be a Christmas caroler. I want to be a Christmas caroler because I love Christmas music so much. And the year I graduated from college, she was like, Joe, I know you want to be a Christmas caroler. They're holding auditions. She was like, you should go. 
And uh, one of the funny stories I always tell people, like, I loved it so much that I went and I auditioned and I got the job and I went to the first rehearsal. And at the first rehearsal, they were saying, like, you know, this is how, like, the business end of it works and blah, 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 and we'll send you out and yada, yada, yada. And they were like, and this is how much you get paid. And I was sitting next to Sandy and I looked at her and I went, we get paid for this? And she was like... <laughs> She's like, yes, we get paid for this as a job. <laughs> and I was like, like for me, it was just like the joy of going out Christmas caroling. And I, it was like this added bonus that now on top of it, we got paid. And I still feel that way for the most part to this day. I mean, I've been doing it now. This I'm doing it right now. I'm not right now. I'm not on a job. <laughs> Could you imagine everyone's around me singing and I'm on the phone? Um <laughs> Uh, but this season I'm doing it and this, I believe is my sixth or seventh year doing it. Uh, wow. I've, I've been doing it. I've been doing, I've been Christmas caroling actually a year longer than I've been doing drag. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. you guys, so that from what, from what I understand from you is that you guys get hired to carol somewhere specific and yeah. And then you guys are like the entertainment. Exactly. And we do, you know, we do everything from like, corporate events to uh tree lighting ceremonies to senior citizen homes to private like house parties i've been at pri i've been at like people's houses in their living rooms singing christmas carols um what's been the strangest environment that you've ever had to carol in actually uh it's one that i did just last week and i, I this was my second year doing it um there's one that is a cemetery that we go and we sing christmas carols uh, For, yeah, oh, it's called it's called Harrismas Cemetery. It's in Jersey City, and they do events there. It's a historic site in Jersey City. Uh, it's one of the oldest cemeteries, I believe. Don't quote me on this. I believe it's one of the oldest cemeteries uh, in the state, and they do events there. Like they do Rocky Horror in October there, and all this stuff. So they do a tree lighting there, and they hire us, the Yuletide Carolers, to go and sing there. And I went and did it last week in the rain in a cemetery oh my God. <laughs> yeah it was really crazy they have a tree in a cemetery they well, do it's huge well, it's right, huge right i know they have other kinds of trees that's <laughs> the way you said it <laughs> there's trees and cemeteries no 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 like uh, like rockefeller <laughs> center someone's going there to like ice skate in front of the tree and then also pay respects to <laughs> Man, their can you imagine if rockefeller <laughs> center were a graveyard and you're just skating over dead people no i do think that it is in a way a graveyard for anyone's uh joy and happiness who happens to be in the area that day yeah yeah i agree right I, well, mm -hmm. What is your favorite song to carol? Ooh. <clears throat> That's a tough one. I I have favorite Christmas songs for like different reasons. Um my favorite like just good old fashioned traditional Christmas carol that I love to sing is the Christmas song. Um that's the one that the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh my god, I didn't that know that had a name. Out your nose. Yeah, it was written by Mel Torme uh, back in the 40s or 50s. Um, maybe the 50s or 60s? I can't remember. It was somewhere between the 40s and today. <laughs> it was written. <laughs> um, and it's called The Christmas Song. That is one of my very favorites. Um, I love Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, one that I really love, just because it it 
it feels very warm, but it's also nostalgic and kind of reminds me, it makes me think of my mom is uh, I'll be home for Christmas. That's one of my favorites. Um, and there's, a an, it's a, it's a really great song and it actually ties into our conversation before because it was written for the troops during world war two. Uh, oh. oh yeah. I, I see. I'm like a, a Christmas Carol historian. Um, <laughs> it was, it was written in the forties for the U S troops who were overseas. And it was like, I'll be home for Christmas. You can count on me. Please have snow and mistletoe and presents on the tree. And it's all about like their wish to be home with their families, but even though they can't be their home in spirit, you know? So, um, oh, that's, so that's where that song, I know that song really is much sweeter when you think of it that way and that's why like when i hear songs like that that are so like sweet and and traditional and and warm and then i hear like the fucking like glee versions and they're like i'll be home for christmas and you're like oh god just shut the fuck up it makes me i'm such a purist when it comes to christmas carols Um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. And then there's another one that was written by a composer <laughs> named Alfred Burt, who was just this, this like composer. And every year he would send, uh, his family as a gift, he would send them a new Christmas song and they would play it by the piano and they would sing it. There's one called We'll Dress the House. And it's just a very sweet, um, uh, like very traditional sounding Christmas carol. You should go listen to it. It's really cute. Hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of Christmas music. I feel like I should just oh come clean and talk about you, that you, now. But, you, but oh. you, should, you should see his his Christmas playlist is very strange. What is it? What's your favorite Christmas carol? Um, I don't wouldn't call it a carol. A song. What's your but, favorite Christmas song? Okay, so I have two. I like pop Christmas music because I don't. <laughs> um, I don't listen to it, and when I do, it's because. Okay, so I use Christmas music to get in the Christmas spirit, um, but what actually gets me in the Christmas spirit is either watching a Christmas movie or baking. Mm. Mm. So if I'm baking, I'm going to put on, like, you know, Christmas Tree by Lady Gaga and be like, all right, we're in the Christmas spirit now. Thank you and good night. Is that her singing the song, like, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree? No. No, It's like, make Christmas trees delicious. It's It's like very Lady Gaga. (laughs) It's, It's such a strange song. Uh, I just realized I have to go. I can't uh, be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I really like. Okay, so I actually um, my least favorite Christmas song is the Mariah Carey one. Mm. Everyone plays everywhere. It drives me nuts. But (laughs) one of my favorites is another Mariah Carey from the sequel to her original Christmas album. There is no sequel. The sequel. There is. It's called Merry Christmas to You. That's the sequel to the first one. Um, It's It's called called, Get the Fuck Out Christmas. Yes. (laughs) Um, No, it's called Oh Santa. And it's very just like, it's very fun. um, But it's sort of like very sexual in like. How does it go? Um, okay, so it, it literally starts with Santa's gonna come and make you mind this, Chris. It's very like, it's very <laughs> annoying. Oh, Santa. There's lots like, of woo. Yeah, yeah. It's very Santa's baby, it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, By Jackie B. It's basically, it, it almost sounds like, like Mariah Carey's like, listen, 
So I've been really good all year and, you know, I need you to come over here and fill in the blank. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a very, um, <laughs> it's a sort of thirsty Christmas. Is she the blank? Anthem. Is that what's getting filled yes. in? She's getting, her, <laughs> she's getting her flu cleaned out. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. no. Oh, yeah. Yes. Her chim chimney, chimney swept. Chim chim uh, her, chimney, her chimney is getting swept. Vacuum, oh, if she's no. lucky. So I like, oh. I like that one. It's funny because my two, like the two Christmas songs I go to are like two artists that lately I'm just like, skip, skip. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one is uh, RuPaul's Merry Christmas, Mary. Um, <laughs> mostly because it's just dumb. Like the idea of just like having a really faggoty moment during Christmas and be like, Merry <laughs> Christmas, Mary. Like it's very, it's just... It's funny to me, and I really enjoy it. Um, I also think it's funny that the song... I played um, the song from all of the promos for All Stars 4 for Daniel today because he didn't believe that it was, like, such a light song in terms of lyrics. Um, <laughs> light? I mean, that was... <laughs> it's literally... There's, like, three it's lyrics Angel in the whole cake. song. Um, <laughs> and I'm forgetting how the song goes now. Do you exactly. remember? It's, like, super drag queen, super drag queen, super drag queen, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's she's a super queen. There we go. That's she's it. <laughs> a super queen, and that's that over and over Wash, and over. Rinse, repeat. Over. Um. Over. There's no other like lyrics. Bells. No, yep. there's no other lyrics. Literally, no other lyrics. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they were like finishing the album and then like one of the songs got deleted, but they had to send it to the producer the next day, <laughs> and they were like, listen. <laughs> Let's just rock this out and see what we can make in 20 minutes. You know, we could have released the podcast that way with just saying, she's a super queen. The one that got deleted. <laughs> yeah. That's the only footage. Oh. That, like, that was the only audio they had left. Boo. Was RuPaul saying Boo. that. And they were like, let's turn oh, this RuPaul. into a song. Oh, not My poor. goodness. Poor What's your favorite Christmas movie? I'm curious. Because I love Christmas movies, too. Oh. Um, Currently, it's Rent. <laughs> oh no (laughs) just kidding no just kidding my favorite christmas movie is the live action version of how the grinch stole christmas boom oh that's a good choice that is is a good movie i like that i approve you are back on the on the nice list you were on naughty for a second but uh you but welcome back you're getting christmas presents this year i think most christmas uh movies to be really depressing oddly enough but like one that Robert, like the family stone. Oh, I was just gonna say that's my <laughs> favorites too. I love that movie because I Robert Robert was like, "Let's watch this," and I'm like, "Okay." I go, "But is it like?" Oh, so there's a mother dying. Great, sign me up. Right, like yay. I might as well be a Disney. I movie. love a tense holiday movie where like someone's coming home for the first time in a really long time, and they've got a secret. And like, I love that about <laughs> I, about holiday movies. But I do like that. Someone's movie. got a secret. <laughs> I like when the strata is it the strata right oh, that, that like falls <laughs> and it like just breaks the tension. You know, yeah. like that's such yeah. a great moment in that movie. But I just like I've been wanting to watch White Christmas because I've never mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Okay. I have a parody of White Christmas called White Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. It's called White Christmas. Um, I don't do it as much anymore because there were a lot of like really topical references in it. Mm-hmm. Um, like that movie. There is a reference to that movie. Do you remember that movie Exodus? Yes. And it was like all Egyptian people, uh-huh. but they were played by white people. Yep. As, as, as there was a reference happens, to that. Yeah. yeah. There was a reference to Megyn Kelly, who is like no longer relevant almost oh my at God, all. Megyn Kelly. Yeah. And so I don't do the parody anymore, but it was fun at the time. What's your favorite Christmas movie? 
Mm. Well, again, I have like categories that are like, this is great for this and this is great for this. One of my very favorites is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, that's a good one. It is one of my very, very favorites. I think it's one of the funniest Christmas movies ever. Um, And then as far as like traditional, Daniel, you're either going to love or hate this movie, Uh um, is The Muppet Family Christmas, the TV special. Oh, that's cute. Isn't it? I yes. thought you might hate it because no. of your experiences at Wait, work. Wait, are we talking about the the a um, Muppet Christmas Carol or the? No, not the Christmas Carol. It's like a, it's literally like a TV movie. Oh, it's called Muppet Family that. Christmas. Oh no! Oh, I, it's I amazing. But I love a Muppet Christmas Carol. That one is the it's movie really, I turn on. Really, really good. Yeah, a Muppet Christmas Carol is fucking amazing. It's amazing. But um. Muppet Family Christmas is my like one of my all-time favorite holiday movies and D- Robert like you were saying before you get really into the movies and the baking Muppet mm-hmm. Family Christmas is the movie I turn on when I'm baking Christmas cookies. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very into Christmas. Anyone who who is listening to this is probably like you are the most disgusting human. Like I'm literally living in a Christmas fantasy from December 1st until December 26th. I mean there are worse ways to live. I find it <laughs> I find it interesting that you're so into Christmas because you're also really into Halloween and horror mm. movies and stuff so the juxtaposition of the two and also the fact that like all things horror are sort of put on pause right around Christmas time for you. I'm like, this is interesting. Well, unless you watch A Nightmare Before Christmas. Nah. Or even better yet, Krampus. <gasps> I've never seen that. I've heard it was really Oh good. my God. We need to make you guys watch Krampus. That's it. Next week, you guys are, are coming over and we are watching Krampus. It's, the, it's like the best campy Christmas horror movie you Wait, will ever this, see in your whole is this life. Is the series? Because I know that there were like there was that year where at least like three of these came out, and I know one was supposed. To there be was really only sick. one that had a theatrical release. And oh. I'm pretty sure that's what Krampus is the about. one that was in yeah, theaters, Krampus. and it what it is like. I mean, it is really like a horror movie, but it's very campy. It has a very like silly sensibility. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, it's so good. We need to watch it. That's it. We're You guys are coming over next <laughs> week and we're watching Krampus. I often get a bad case of the Krampus. Wow. <laughs> Only once a month, though. Only once a month. <laughs> um, Daniel, I don't think we've heard from you about Christmas music yet. Oh, darn. I thought I escaped. Oh, um, no. I want to hear your favorite share? Christmas song. Okay. So, the, so I will say, because I have a lot, because I, like, I really <laughs> love Christmas music, too. Okay. So mm-hmm. give us two that you love and two that you Okay. Hate. Well, but one is a whole album. Oh, is it so, the Carpenters? No, no, oh. it is. It is the um the Chipmunks Christmas album. <laughs> it is <laughs> great. Are you okay? There? I was waiting for this like beautiful like 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 very classic traditional album, and you're like, no, it is the it fucking Chipmunks because, because it start uh, like it, I love I love the Chipmunks growing up, and um. I really, I really adore those albums. And for the long, well, actually, there's more than one. So all of them, they're very good. I think there's like two or three. And for the longest time, I only had them on vinyl. And then, so I hadn't listened to them in years. And then they popped up on iTunes. And I was like, bye, 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 bye. Because they're silly <laughs> and they're fun. They and are. And 
you know, whatever. Um, but I also really like some songs from Celine Dion's These Are Special Times from 1998. Mm. <laughs> yes. These Are Special Times. Um, <laughs> I love that you added the French accent. Mm-hmm. I love Ave Maria and Oh Come All You Faithful just because mm. they're amazing songs. And then of she course, does. Yeah. I mean, her Oh Holy Night is untouchable That's as far one. as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like I like that music and I like her voice doing it. Um and I also like uh you know all I want for Christmas. I don't know why, but it is just like it's so Have you, celebratory to me. It is. Um Have you ever heard Michael Bublé's version? Yes, and I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I don't like Michael Oh, Bublé. I like it a lot. I have I, just, I like it a lot. I don't know if it's I liked his name. Christmas album. What? I just something about him I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> You you don't like bubbly? I don't. I don't like my bubbly. No. My bubbly. My bubbly blah. No. no. I do not like my bubbly. Can you imagine? Do we have? I Christmas do not like songs? him in a house. Do we have Christmas songs that we hate? Oh, you know, I do. I shared a few. Um, I think there's. Isn't there like a Christina Aguilera song you have? Oh yeah. Yeah. The um, I forget what it's. It's like this Christmas you're gonna come, you know, wreck my vagina. I, it, whatever. It's just all these Christmas songs <laughs> that are just sexual. like that. Is a very yeah. uh, touching, touching Christmas. I mean, carol. you know, Mariah Carey's songs are all made up for the most part. Ooh, her Oh Holy Night is absolutely fantastic as well. But it's like, well, it, back when she could sing it, yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, when she had a voice. Um, <laughs> that's why she puts on her Christmas uh, album while she's watching World War II footage because she can't. Stand <laughs> it reminds um, her of gentler times. Yeah, this is her uh, uh, whatever. It's a wonderful life moment, right? Oh, um, it was a wonderful it, life. It anyway. was at one point. <laughs> um, I, I just these songs that are just plain old, like just made up, and they really have nothing to do with Christmas. But there's mm. like a jingle bell or five in there. I just can't. Yeah. There, it's just too much. Like it should be a little like grand and like um like you know there should be some sort of like echo or a, or a, an, an organ somewhere in there. You know, like I I want like or an echoing organ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's so big. There's an echo. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. He has a bowling alley down there. Um, <laughs> wow. I wish that I could replicate the sound of pins being knocked over because that would have been a perfect version. Oh, man. <clears throat> you can add that in post. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I guess, I, you know, yeah, just that. And I, I mean, okay, and, go ahead. And, and mm-hmm. Lady Gaga's Christmas tree. It's just, I, it's just so stupid. But you'd hate it? I it, Like, it's just so <laughs> annoying. And I'm like, Damn. what is she doing? Uh, but it's silly. You two have literally opposing tastes. In Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. I once was tasked with making a Christmas uh, music playlist from the songs that were on my phone, and I had five. Um, <laughs> it was the two Mariah Carey songs I've mentioned, the Christina yeah. Aguilera one that was mentioned, Lady Gaga's Christmas Tree, and then um, Christmas Bells Are Ringing from Rent. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't a great moment for Christmas music. Yeah, that is yeah. actually I, like if I was at that party, I'd probably take my leftovers and say I had a headache. <laughs> <laughs> you were gonna say she'd probably take her left ovaries. Oh I'd God. take my left ovaries home. I'd leave the right ones for anyone who wanted them. 
Wow. Speaking so of organs. Just throw it over your shoulder. I'm <laughs> leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> taking my ovaries with me. Damn it. You know what's funny? I have a Christmas playlist on my phone that's over 300 songs. <gasps> oh, my God. How? Oh, yeah. How does your leftover feel about that? Oh, my God. Uh, she's uh, she's a little, a little pissy about it, but oh, the right good. one loves it. <laughs> Do you know what song I used to really... Okay, so when I was like probably in middle school um la face records put out a um like a christmas song uh cd that was like all of their artists and that included tlc babyface mm-hmm. tony braxton like there were a bunch of different people on this <laughs> album and tlc put out um like a sleigh like i think it was called sleigh ride um and i i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to that this year i'm gonna see if it helps me get into the christmas spirit I do. Sleigh Ride is a great Christmas carol. Yeah. I mean, did they did they just like update it and make it fun and funky, or did they like write a new song called Sleigh Ride? I think it's a completely different song, but I don't remember oh. exactly. I just remember really enjoying it. I'm, I mean, I can get down for that. I'm not totally opposed to contemporary Christmas music, but I have to be in the right mood for it. Typically, I do. I do want like like my Christmas party. No one would go to. Oh. <laughs> it would just be like me playing Nat King Cole and uh, Eartha Kitt like over and over and over again. And there would be like 42 uh, China teapots and we would just eat ladyfingers and talk about how much we love Christmas. That I sounds mean, really good. Yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do we feel about like jokey Christmas songs like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Oh, I love that. Or it depends Donkey. on the song. It depends the on the song. I I love Jokey Christmas. I mean, some of my favorite Christmas songs are Jackie Beat parodies. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I'm totally down for a good, funny Christmas song, especially if it's parodying one that I know and love. Um, I'm trying to think of, of ones that I know and really love. I mean, my favorite Christmas parody is, as I said, Santa's Baby by Jackie Beat. Oh, yeah. That's Oh, it's so funny. It has probably the most, like, graphic line. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It's bizarre. I also really love her song. Her Kwanzaa song? Is that what you said? Yeah. Have you heard it? I forget the name of the song. It's a parody of. She's like, it's Kwanzaa. Yeah. You thought I didn't know about it, didn't you? Yeah, it's really good. It's so yeah. funny. Um, she also does. She did a really funny Thanksgiving parody of Wrecking Ball, <laughs> and it was called Butterball. Did you see this? <laughs> no. <clears throat> Basically, the hook of the song is "I forgot to thaw the butterball," and it's all about how she's like hosting Thanksgiving and she gets like wrapped up in all the festivities and forgets to take the turkey out of the freezer. It's so funny. She's a fucking uh, genius. She is so smart. I think yeah. if I could like go back in time, if they gave me the option, if they were like, do you need to exist? Because we've already got Jackie beat. I'd be like, you know what? It's fine. You just <laughs> let her do it. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> she um, is so smart. I yeah, love her. She's just it's so clever. And like all of the wordplay that happens in her songs is just I, I mean, I know. <sighs> I love she is what like she is the type of, of parody artist that like I aspire to be. Yeah. And it's like that line in Santa Santa's baby when she's like, Santa's baby, he came down the chimney, then came in me. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, this is the best song that's ever been written <laughs> yeah. by anyone ever. 
It's so funny. Her 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 wording is so smart. It's yeah. so good. She's so brilliant. Um. So we're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna do something we said we weren't gonna do. We're gonna talk about the RuPaul's Drag Race Hollis Slay Spectacular. Uh, we're giving it ten minutes and nothing more. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back and it's time to talk about the Hollisley spec. Do we even know what it's called? That thing. That thing. Are we going to set an auto Holl- the, it's I'm RuPaul's so- Drag Race Hollisley Spectacular. Ooh, Ooh, thank you. That was, that, that was, um, yeah. I happen to be sitting in front of the computer where it is, I, like, I had an article pulled up about it, so I knew the title oh right off the oh. it's, it's being written about. A whole article. Have you started the timer? No, no, because once we've launched can we Can we make it retroactive? This is our <laughs> <laughs> It started 20 minutes ago, and it's only 10 minutes long. Okay. So we're done. Excellent. No. That's our show, so ladies and gentlemen. we, people said, are you going to talk about it? We didn't want to, but since it is Christmas. And, we and it did, fits. And we did watch it, and it fits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it fits. Um, we're going to talk about it for 10 minutes, and I'm going to start an Audible timer. <laughs> when it goes Sponsored off, by Audible.com. Exactly. <laughs> Ding. Use our affiliate link. Um, <laughs> I think we do have one. I think it's audibletrial.com slash kiki. Do you really? That. If I'd known yeah. that, I would have used it. I, I just mean, signed up for Audible. Listen, we, we just had Audible. If we had known about it, we right? would have used it. But. <laughs> um, I use your Amazon one a bunch of times. Thank Ooh. you. Thanks, girl. Do you get checks? <laughs> yeah. yeah we well, do. We, get, we get direct deposits. It's, oh, um, cute. She's electronic, but it's quite yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to start the timer now. Ten minutes. When it rings, we just stop. It's over. It's over. Beautiful. It's That's done. It. Okay, so ready, set, and go. RuPaul had a um, a stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> what she... was that? Why did she have a stunt double? Well, well let me preface this conversation with something. <laughs> I only watched the first, like... <laughs> Wow, we suffered through the whole thing. She watched. Oh, the I only watched. I watched the first like third to a half. Oh, okay, oh. that's enough. So, yeah. did you? You haven't seen any of the footage with the stunt double? Oh no, I heard that there was like something about a split and a death drop and some some nonsense. She jumps off of a cube. I actually don't think it's fair to say that RuPaul had a stunt double because what's fair is to say that RuPaul and Michelle Visage had stunt doubles. They did <laughs> because it looked like. Do you know when on on like Saturday Night Live or Mad TV when they they're doing something and it's like very violent, so they have to switch the actor with like a doll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. 
Like one of those CPR dolls that they just yep. like put the dress on exactly. and they throw it off. Yes. Like RuPaul yeah. even used the stunt double to twerk. Yeah. To twerk? But, to twerk. Yes. She twerked in a sequin jumpsuit. And But RuPaul has twerked on the show in her regular suit. Yeah, but this was like it was intense. Yeah. Like you also the, the stunt double was like a few shades darker than RuPaul. So you uh-huh. could very clearly tell it was a completely different person. It was Naomi Campbell. Wait a minute. You couldn't you didn't see skin. You saw their hands. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> and you saw the back of their neck when the wig moved. Here's the I was thing. watching. Wait, hold on a second. So here's the thing. I think it's funny that the fans are being like, oh, it's so shady that everyone's saying RuPaul had a stunt double, which let me remind you again, RuPaul and Michelle had stunt doubles. Um, But um, I don't think it's shady to bring it up. I think it's funny because if you think back to all of the Christmas specials Mm -hmm. that this was inspired by, there were probably Mm -hmm. moments that that required a stunt double for some people. And it's funny. It's also funny to look at it and be like, Oh, I'm sort of buying this. Why can't we see her face mm-hmm. this whole time? Like it's it's sort of it's it's like yep. to me it's the type of television that RuPaul enjoyed as a child yeah. and now as an adult is like I'm going to emulate that. So yeah. I think it's cute. Also, yeah. I, I like the idea of RuPaul standing with the girls at the judges table while his stunt double is doing the work and being like, "Look at me. Look at me go." <laughs> It was very much like that episode of the Golden Girls where Rose is in the dance competition and she just starts like it's I, I call it the the Chips Ahoy song because that's right. That like big band song and all of a sudden she does this like drop and just you know split or whatever and she it's like a whole tap number yeah and then it's like Rose just did that and it's like no it's the old it's old school camera trick where the person drops into a split and then their heads down and then. There's a, a a cut, and then you cut yep. back to their it's face. It's like a close-up, And that's yeah. what RuPaul yeah. did at the very end. Right. Of yeah. her number. Right. So I, I, I enjoyed that. Um, I, what were some I, good things? What were some good things? About? I liked their Christmassy <laughs> looks. I liked Eureka Harris quite a bit, because I knew it was a holiday Barbie. Yeah, I liked it, too. I have mm. to say. like, And Kimchi's um, uh, final look, where she walked down the runway as a present. Yeah. And then had a had a uh, a Santa hat under her wig. I thought was very clever. Um, mm. The looks were, were good. I thought I did, I actually was I liked Frostula. I thought that was that was <laughs> kind of okay. Yeah, that was cute. It was it was a nice uh, way to do, pay like homage mm-hmm. to what happened like twenty two years ago when she was first on the show. <laughs> <clears throat> Shangela Shangela just has like a standing. Like, uh, what do you call that? A, 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 a invitation. Re- yeah, a standing invitation to Drag Race at this point, I feel. <laughs> yeah. They're just um, like, are you coming back? What should yeah, we plan on? She is endlessly entertaining. Um, I, I, I will say I liked everyone's looks except for Jasmine, and that sucks to say that, but like, she looked like she was mm-hmm. being suffocated. Yeah. I liked the idea. It was just the execution was yeah. not well, like entirely also great. Melted off, and like she had this whole video post with what happened. Mm. Uh, apparently, she grabbed the wrong fabric, and it didn't do you know whatever, and mm. it was hot in her blah just, blah blah. And the the concept behind it, I get it. I get what she was going for, and I think it maybe would have been cute, but it also was like it was very reminiscent of like those pictures that came out from the like 
from the Iraqi war, I want to say, when they were... Um... Oh, my God, from Abu Ghraib? Yeah. Oh, my that's God. That's what I thought yeah. of immediately. Oh, my give God. Me, give me Abu Ghraib, but make it Christmas. <laughs> but make it Christmas and make it drag. Right. <laughs> I mean, she was also wearing a black dress when she was... She's like, look at this body, darling. Right? Look at all of this body. Some of it's here, some of it's there. Right. <laughs> I just... Um, I didn't like. I didn't like that. I will say I actually liked Jasmine's better than I liked Sonique's. Really? Oh, her like, yeah. yeah. Sonique's entrance look was a little strange because I didn't know what she was. She See, was like her, a Playboy bunny. Her entrance look, I didn't mind. I thought that was good. Um, I was not a fan of her runway look. <gasps> of the gingerbread suit? Yeah. I thought it was cute. It could have been a little more singed. Gingerbread Madonna executive mm-hmm. realness. See, I think if you're going to do something gingerbread why not go the full sherry pie route and do like because sherry's really truly reads as as gingerbread that one it was like if it wasn't in the context of an otherwise christmas show Mm -hmm. i would not have looked at it and said oh it's gingerbread i would have thought oh but that's also just because i've been watching world war ii footage yeah Yeah, there weren't (laughs) enough scallops on it yeah and it's like the piping could have been done more like icing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't as it wasn't as effective to me. I, and it's not that she looked bad; she looked great. It just, in terms of being an effective look, was not mm-hmm. as as on point for me. Yeah. But she's beautiful. I mean, Sonique is gorgeous. Yeah, she was. I I <laughs> really enjoyed Mayhem's Krampus. Oh yes, mm, and yes. I was like, where 100%. was this? Where was this? Well, she gave us some. She gave us some really good looks on season she ten, did. but she. This was amazing, you know, though. From it was. It toe, was really striking. Um, I would have died if she had lip synced in those hoof shoes, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, cause, you know, because her entrance. I want to see so them ma- put kimchi in those and see what happens. <laughs> but isn't that how she already walks? No, girl, she couldn't. She still can't walk in those. When they were doing the like musical number, it was like. <laughs> It was like watching your aunt show up to the Christmas party after she's already had like six eggnogs. And she's like, she's going left, everyone's going right. Then she turns right, everyone's going left. It's like she literally was drunk Aunt Susan. Oh my God. <clears throat> How about you, Robert? Um, I, like I said, I liked everyone except for Jasmine. I mean, I loved what Jasmine walked in with, even though, mm-hmm. you know, we've already seen it. What I was really curious about when when the whole thing was sort of wrapping up and they were judging the girls, I was like, so how's this going to work? Because like several of these people are on All Stars 4 and it's like mm-hmm. you can't really uh, you can't really criticize them right now. And then next week we have to like be rooting for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but I also, I guess, like, forgot that this was just a really long commercial for RuPaul's new Christmas album. <laughs> so silly me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think there was also, I thought we were going to see, like, rehearsal footage and stuff. But, yeah. you know, we didn't get any of that. It was, I mean, it was a strange special. Yeah. I think, honestly, they should have just done it as a special with, like, Christmas songs and skits. Mm-hmm. I don't think they needed the competition aspect. And that's where I think it went wrong. I really think they were trying to play into the drag race 
fandom, but the, in in doing that, it kind of lost in essence what it was supposed to be. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's very true. Wasn't there supposed to be a skit where they were all like reenacting their famous moments from Drag Race history, but like Christmas like? Uh, where Shangela was like, if I wanted a sugar cookie, I could get me a sugar cookie. Oh, like it was a whole there thing. There was like a, a, a preview clip. Yeah, yeah, there was a clip of it, but I don't, but I, I don't, I don't think, think it ever actually made it, made it in. Because yeah. that was cute. Yeah, It was actually really funny, and it would have been a cute idea. But If she's I, smart, I don't she'll, know. she'll have t-shirts. Mm-hmm. If I wanted a sugar cookie, I could have a sugar cookie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, that, I don't want another one. No. no. To be fair, that was my overall criticism of this show in its entirety. Was yeah. just that like it really felt like what they wanted this to be was a Christmas special, like a campy gay Christmas special. Mm-hmm. And A, I think they tried to fit it into the frame of drag race and it didn't. And B, I think that being on a larger network, I know that logo is part of VH1, but having it just felt like oh, oh there she goes. Oh, final thoughts, oh she's final done. I think I think they wanted this to be a gay Christmas special, but they didn't have the sensibility in terms of editors and creators that they needed to make it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They need to copy an old Christmas special. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um so So there you have it. There you have it. We um, talked about it. So we actually have a listener question, which I know, I know oh. David is probably going to be seething. With He's going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to think we're doing it on purpose. So. <laughs> so, oh. and to be fair, I will tell him that you are. Also, Not to. <laughs> also, because, because we lost our footage, our footage, our recording, we, we also had David on, on an episode that didn't make it out um, yeah. along with Pissy <laughs> and uh, David has always wanted to have listener questions when he's been on and we never we never have them when he's on but then they're bookended by episodes that we'll have listener <laughs> questions yeah. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm going to save some if we get any more okay. oh my you goodness I mean, I, would... if nothing else I will write one in anonymously <laughs> before we oh do the God. episode just to make sure that one. You should you should really do that. I mean, we would like to remind our listeners that you can always send us a question always. at grizzlykiki at gmail dot com. We have have seen fewer in in recent moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Questions, comments, so, concerns. Yeah, Please feel free. all of it. All of fill it. Our um, fill our box. Fill our box. We figured this was an appropriate thing because it's sort of. I'm I'm guessing that it's a Christmas gift that this person mm-hmm. wrote in about. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Kristen. Uh, wrote us an email with the subject line beat that face and she says hello I'd like to give my brother a drag face starter kit looking for ideas thanks pissy do you have any ideas on how Kristen can get her brother's drag face started Yes, buy one of Jackie Beat's sleep masks. <laughs> <laughs> I like to put that one on and scare Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and Sherry Vine has them too. Ooh, uh, really? You can get one from either one of those. Oh yeah, and hers has like cum stains on her eye. Oh, <gasps> ah, it's quite yeah. realistic. Oh, it's delicious um, and nutritious. I think there are a couple girls. I think Alaska might have one as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not I sure. Think Shay has one. And Trixie Courtney, has one. yeah. Courtney Jackie so started it. Yes, yes she, she did. did. She and did we started that. We have, she invented that. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we have the Jackie Beat ones um, like in our bedside mm-hmm. tables. 
Yeah. And my favorite thing to do is to put mine on <laughs> and then turn over to Daniel and scare the shit out of him. <laughs> but to be fair, it's not hard to scare the shit out of Daniel, especially when he's sleeping. It's really not. That's very true. <laughs> like, you could be sitting next to me and I go, ah! <laughs> um... I would say if you're if you're starting a, a, a makeup kit, get a good foundation like Mayron or TV Paint Stick. Uh, Mayron is M-E-H-R-O-N. Uh, get a, a good foundation, a good highlight also from mm-hmm. TV Paint Stick or Mayron or Ben Nye has good highlights um, yeah. and a good contour. And everything else, you know, is is filler, you know. Yeah. Because it's all at that point, then you're on to eyeshadows and lipsticks mm-hmm. and, you know, stick to brands like uh, I prefer uh, NYX pencils mm-hmm. and shadows and uh mac pencils and shadows anastasia beverly hills but these are these are expensive products and frankly i don't know if mm-hmm. it's best to start out with them you know get work your way up to them yeah <laughs> right i mean in in our experience i would say like go to like you know like yes invest in the you know the three paint like the three paint sticks because mm-hmm. if you know if, if you don't it's not like nothing's going to actually stick to your face first of all exactly so, yeah but who are the generic the the, the makeup black opal i will say oh black opal yes very good to me i mean yes 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 it's not going to work on somebody who is incredibly incredibly fair-skinned but like i mean i'm pretty fair-skinned enough. and i use i mean i use theirs for my contours but yeah. i use walnut and mm-hmm. uh oh no i'm sorry hazelnut and black walnut are mm-hmm. my two contour uh, black shades. black walnut is my my contour, and I think honey honey beige is my like base. I think, hmm. um, but they're really and and you know for somebody who's starting out who doesn't want to like wreck their skin with because you uh-huh. know that like the TV paint sticks and Mayron and all that they they do tend to suck out moisture and all that stuff. These are mm-hmm. very nourishing. I think like my face does not hurt after I've used them. You know, yeah, it feels really agreed. good. Um, so there there's kind of things on on it, as long as it's not liquid. Like yeah, don't no, do like no. Well, but who was the company? There was a company that recently came out with like a drugstore version that was full coverage. Oh, L'Oreal. L'Oreal, L'Oreal does have. They it, did. It, it yes. is. It is a liquid one. I, I forget what it's called, but it comes in a little tube, and there, and it's a good. You know, it's like seven or eight dollars per yeah. tube, but they do have a finish that's comparable to like black. You know, black opal, not you know something like TV paint stick, of course, but yeah. it, it is mm. a liquid foundation that's super thick. And very full really? cool coverage, yeah. And so, have you used it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. We both have. We did a whole thing where we only use drugstore stuff on our face just to try it out once, huh? And it wasn't bad, you know. I wouldn't use the drugstore stuff um, below, like like around my beard. No, it's too weak not. for that. Yeah. But it's great for, um, it's excellent for highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you can basically go to Black Opal for everything else. Yeah, you know. And Black Opal is really good. On they they they, they sell it on Amazon. Um, because the, the 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 paint sticks from Black Opal are very hard to find in drugstores for some reason. You know what's funny? I find them I I find them reasonably easily really? in like beauty in beauty oh, stores. Oh, beauty supply store. Like a yes. beauty supply store. Yeah. If you if you live in a neighborhood that has a beauty supply mm-hmm. store, chances are they will have Black Opal. Yeah. So just try that out. I would say. And as far as like pigments and stuff, Maybelline actually makes pretty good. Uh, palettes that have really? kind of, yeah they're like eight or nine dollars we have a bunch of them um so they're again this is like all starter stuff now mm. we haven't used those in a while because i bought a bunch of um, um morphe 
pellets. And mm. they're... I've been looking into getting some morph pellets. They're fantastic. Is it morph? I don't know. I've always know. pronounced it morph. It just I, seemed right. I know that I cleaned them out when we were at DragCon in LA because it was it was all at, um uh, what do they call that, like convention pricing? You yeah. know? Mm. So it was $10 for this and 8 for that. And, and the pigments are very, very nice, very, like, generously sized. But I think that that's, like, once you've learned how to use any product, it's better to upgrade to that because then you're not wasting yeah you know yeah um and as like a starter kit like yeah look for those those are pretty good if i mean i would say if you're looking to get him everything like to completely get him started i would go with cheaper products first Mm -hmm. because he as he learns how to paint his face he's gonna learn about different products and then you know it's better that he i mean this is not me being cheap i promise but it's better that he finds out about the more expensive shit on his own because Mm -hmm. like you know that takes a certain level of um le- like level of finesse for you yeah. to make yeah. it there where you're going to be using expensive shit on well, your face all like the time. It's also like as as a gift that you're getting somebody who's just starting out. What if yeah. you spend all this money on something and it it because you know like. It, Learning what works on your with your skin chemistry and your skin tone, it, it, it's very expensive. Yeah, I know. First of all, it's you, true. Like, you you waste a lot of money. Like there are at least five or six paint sticks, like you know, that are like twenty, thirty dollars each that we ended up, you know, not using more than once or twice because they just were not the right shade or consistency. So exactly, you, know, yeah. you don't want to be flushing down one hundred and twenty dollars down the drain as a present. Y- you know, I would like you you then upgrade yourself little by little and then but i will say if um so uh, Kristen, if your goal is to focus on one area of the face i would say a great um a great tool to have is the life's a drag palette yes that actually is a really good palette really good palette to have Um, because it has which which company is that this is it's lunar beauty that uh uh, that was founded by that um by manny mua yeah manny gutierrez um it was inspired by uh drag queens because that's who he who inspired him to to start being like a makeup artist so he had only done drag once ever 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 and then started his makeup artist career and the palette is it's like 48 dollars or so um but that that makes like such a nice standalone gift yeah um the Mm. last few times i've done drag that's the only thing i've used in terms of pigments for my eyes and they're so heavily pigmented that you just need a swipe like literally um and there's neutrals there's like colors and this is not sponsored because i actually like paid for it (laughs) you know it wasn't like a um and he actually just this week launched these Greek goddess um, eyeshadow and contouring palettes. Yeah. And mm. if they're anything like the Life's a Drag palette, I mean, I would say invest. It's like $48 for the palette. And I think it comes with 12 shades. Um, but they're really pretty. The, the packaging is uh, stellar. Like, it's yeah. really beautiful. So, and now he also has, like, lipsticks and, I think, lip liners as well. Like, he just launched the whole thing. So, mm. if you want to, like, splurge on an eyeshadow palette, because that's very important in terms of drag, I would recommend that. Because it's just, like, it's like a keepsake almost. It's really, like, that beautiful. Right. Yeah. And most yeah. sugar pill palettes and things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. sugar pill, you can rarely go wrong. Yeah. I Although, I will say that. I don't use a lot of sugar pill in my in my drag. Honestly, the most common eyeshadow that I use is NYX. I have a, a palette that has like a hundred something colors in it, and 
I go to that most times. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't expensive. It was like $50 for the whole palette. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. NYX is NYX is really good. Their their products are really really amazing. NYX make, yeah. makes an excellent beard cover. Use mm-hmm. no really? other beard cover. NYX is like you won't pay more than $5 for it. It comes in a little um like a little round uh like tube thing not tube mm-hmm. what am i what is the word i'm a looking little, for it's here? a little jar it's a little tiny. jar thank like you like it's tiny so you need like a one of those white um wedge sponges to get yeah. in mm-hmm. but it, mm. it and it's good for like every skin tone mm-hmm. you know and you set it with some neutral powder and then you don't see anything right like really it's, it's very good yeah because i don't like the lipstick trick or what are the other like using like orange foundation we were, we were using a ben nye one before that before we found out about the next they one making it yeah and then they stopped making it mm-hmm. exactly um, and really? They, they were point. Yep. Yeah, they were pointing us. We we, we went to one of the stores, um, and they were pointing us toward the um, the bruise wheel, and it's like mm. I don't really, I don't really need. No, that. honestly, if I was going to use a Ben Nye product, I would just get a little a little cream pot of whatever color you were using, mm. the orange or or right. the red orange. The thing, the reason I say that is because I've purchased other, like other foundations in orange to try and use it as my beard cover, and the orange ends up coming through. So mm. the, with the NYX, though, it's it's really good. It's it's like light enough where you you know you put it on, and it doesn't feel all kinds of heavy, and it doesn't show yeah. through your foundation. But then also, it is strong enough to cover up you know everything just with like a little bit of translucent powder as a setting. Yeah, powder. <laughs> It's great. So I will also say Too Faced or not Too Faced, I'm sorry. Uh Elf makes a really good primer. Oh, yeah. we use their primer for a little bit too. Isn't their primer great? Yep. What do I use now? Oh, I found a Revlon primer that I really like. Yeah. Huh. It's very nice. Sometimes I use it. And they're like so a... inexpensive comparatively. Because uh-huh. you get you get the like photo finish by uh Oh Smashbox. Uh, Smashbox, yep, and that's like thirty something dollars, and you go through it in like a month. Yeah, um, I I've been using Elf now for a couple of weeks, and it was like maybe ten dollars, and it works just as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have like a whole Elf section at the grocery store that we go to. Which mm-hmm. is interesting, yeah. So yeah. Oh, and for brushes, uh, Coastal Scents. Just go mm-hmm. to Amazon. Look at like for starter. Yeah, it, yeah. Because I love Eco Tools brushes. They're yeah. really nice, um, but they're they're kind of hard to like. You have to buy them piecemeal. Yeah. Whereas well, now, with Coastal Sense, you can get a whole palette. Now, like a like Dwayne Reed and that. Rite Aid have like had their, like created their own dupes. But if you go to hmm. Eco Tools website, you can get like lots of sales and stuff. But but Coastal Sense is what we started with because um, it was recommended by Shea Coulee way back pre Drag Race days. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's a good it's a good set, I would say. Yeah. You know so. You know, just kind of start out a little cheaper and then, you know, for special occasions, you can like gift more expensive things. Right. I think we also we went over a lot of other products uh, that work really well on uh, the first episode of Dishing Divas, which mm-hmm. is on our YouTube channel. Yep. Um, so you can go dot com slash YouTube. Right. Right. Um, so go, um, you should, you should go check that out. There are other, there were other products that we recommended on there Mm -hmm. and, um, Jiggly loudly recommended some more expensive ones because that's her thing. Um, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, so you can, you can give that, but you know, like I said, you didn't, because you didn't say whether you're looking to get everything he needs or just like one specific item. Mm -hmm. Um, we're trying to give you a couple of different options and, um, I think like a, like like an 80 product 
Yes. Which w- when when we traveled to we traveled with our drag for the first time, I made a list of every single makeup product we needed. Right. <laughs> just so we wouldn't leave one behind and it was two pages. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, it is you ridiculous. don't realize you don't realize how much you you I know it, it's almost face. impossible to give someone a complete mm-hmm. set of something to use yeah uh, of things to use for your face in one go because yeah. you spend like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. yeah I would also I would also say stay away from Mac lipsticks oh god I we're not like fans of those no. so they're not my favorites nope. they yeah. literally make my lips peel. I've heard that the Fenty Beauty lipsticks are amazing. They're mm-hmm. very highly pigmented. And mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that in terms of like uh, the the color ranges, you'll find some of the similarly like high pigmented MAC lipsticks, those same colors, you'll find them in Fenty Beauty. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Fenty Beauty is sold at Sephora. Yeah. yeah. The, is it? Yeah. It is. And not huh. for nothing, the, the Miss Fame lipsticks also are nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. But they're, you know. But there are fewer colors. There are fewer colors. So that's why yeah. my point I is also I also really highly recommend Too Faced makes liquid matte lipsticks. And I really like their lipsticks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Too Faced, I love that their eyeshadows smell like chocolate. <laughs> oh, right. oh, yeah. They're the ones. Are they the ones that have the... Is it Too Faced? Yeah. Who has like the chocolate, the the with the peanut the peanut butter and jelly palette? Yes. I think there you go. Like, yeah. Yeah. I miss peanut butter and jelly. Uh, the palette so, or the food? The food. I'm fucking oh. done with Weight Watchers. I hate it. Ah! <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. I want I'm like starving. A, an old fashioned like public school lunch peanut butter and jelly. Yes. They were so damn good. Yes. I don't know why. Um but yeah. And you know what? Give your brother a peanut butter and jelly as well. As part of, <laughs> that, yeah, he'll he'll need to eat. He'll need to eat while he's painting his face because you. Yeah, he'll need to. something for energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you for Aww. doing this with us, Pissy. I'm so glad. I really hope it all recorded because <laughs> if we do if we do two episodes that don't make it out, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> It starts to look like it's no longer an accident. I know. It's, it's beginning be like... to look like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media, in person, everywhere. You can find me in person every week at Pieces every Thursday uh at 10:30 for Playhouse. You can find me at the Ritz for um holy hell blasphemy and bingo with miss sherry pie from uh 4 to 8 p.m you can find me at rise bar every monday with jasmine rice labeja for messy mondays and you can find me all over the place you can definitely check me out at the triad theater on december 22nd at 9 30 for the christmas wish a theatrical drag romp get your tickets at pissymiles.com which leads me to my next uh shameless endorsement go find me online you can find me at pissymiles.com you can also find me on facebook instagram twitter tumblr pornhub wherever you look i promise i will be there um (laughs) uh and that's about it yeah that's where you can find me and i don't know how we skipped over this but you just put out a really funny parody of drag queen story hour i did where can they see that you can find it on my Facebook page. You can find me at Pissy Miles. It's P-I-S-S-I-M-Y-L-E-S. Or you can find it on YouTube. Uh, you can also check it out. You can check out clips from it on Instagram. Or uh, if you email me directly, I will send you a link. <laughs> Work. 
And on the six o'clock news. Um, <laughs> and on the six o'clock news. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, we're Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us. And, you and Venmo. Oh, yes. Oh, we don't have a Venmo yet. Well, you don't have a Venmo? No, we don't want to. Oh, you should get that Twitter. started, girl. You should get a Venmo. Um, well, hold on to them. Yes. For now. Listener donations. Yes. Uh, well, you can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and we'll read them on the air. And don't forget to subscribe. <gasps> On iTunes. And <laughs> you can cash me on Spotify. And by me, yes. I mean the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time. Bye. bye.